I'm going to Ephesians chapter number four. Ephesians chapter number four. There are six divisions of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. Six divisions. Three of them are practical. Three of them are spiritual. And I'll give it to you to study it when you go home, figure out which ones are which. You with me? Ephesians chapter four. I see a whole lot of bored folks. Do we need to get up here and get you tuned in again? Get you tuned up? Or are you just looking for Ephesians four? Ephesians four. We will begin extraordinarily as strange as it may seem at verse number one. Verse number one. Therefore, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Your translation may say the bond servant. A bond servant is not a slave who is taken from their home so horribly and led into captivity. That's, that's not what he's talking about. He says in another place, I'm the bond servant of the Lord. What does that mean? That means you sell yourself into praiseworthy servanthood. Meaning nobody took your freedom, you surrendered it. How many modern Christians do we think are bond servants? They ain't doing nothing without something attached to it. You with me? So he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. Can you say that? Can you say that? You are the prisoner of the Lord? No, I don't mean can you verbalize it. I mean can you live it? Are you, are you living it? That's what I'm talking about. Are you the prisoner of the Lord? That means you go left when he says go left. That means you understand spiritual authority. That means you don't go get engaged and then come and ask the pastor if he'll bless it. Oh, it's quiet up in here. It means you don't go take a job till you talk to the man. Well, I talked to the man's horses and I talked to the king's horses and the king's men. Why don't you talk to the king? Yes, sir. Why don't you snuggle up to the right table? The prisoner of the Lord, I beg you, I beg you. Say, he's begging us. That we walk worthy of the vacation Everybody's worn out in the work of the Lord. They got to have 42 vacations. From what? Living, breathing, being blessed, working in the, the fields of the Lord. You, you think God's going to put you out in his work and let you lose your mind over it? That's you. That's not him. People that lose their mind, people that burn out, all that kind of stuff. If I'd have said, I'm burning out to my pastor, he would have rebuked me, put a left hand on my right jaw, a right hand on my left jaw, and said, come out of him, you lazy spirit. Yeah. Sit around, do nothing. 
stick out your hand. Why is everybody grinning at me? It's in the Bible. This is a vocation. Serving him. Well, yeah, but I, 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 I work at Chase Bank. No, this is your vocation. That is a vacation. Because we work at our play and play at our work. Oh. It's amazing, you know. You walk around here, 220, 230 employees, and you just walk around and you just, oh, hi, Pastor. I'm like, hi. After they click off the screen they were on. During COVID, when everybody went to work at home, America lost 40% productivity across the board. And then when they come back to work, they bring those same habits. They're, they're, it's amazing to me, you know, to go home at, at the end of a day's work and see all the stuff that everybody's posted online while they were supposed to be working. Yeah, I, I visit your site. Okay, I just want you to know it's a vocation. It's not a vacation. Wherewith you are called, are you called? Many are called, few are chosen. Are you at least called? Okay, say I'm called. I'm, tr I'm trying to get you to be gifted, but I can't get you to gift until I get you to called. And I can't get you to called until you realize you are a bondservant of God and this is your vocation for the rest of your life. God did not save you to go to church. This is not a service. Service means you're doing something. Now, a while ago, you were doing something that was good. You were giving him praise and giving him glory. And, and that's good. But I will tell you, that's the easy part. Okay, I'm going to get to some stuff here. You, you doing okay? All right. I preached from this Bible. The, the notes in this Bible are from 2004. I just realized today that's 19 years ago. It still preaches good. Watch this now. With all lowliness and meekness. Let's skip over that. Long suffering. Here, here's the PRP transliteration of long suffering. Suffering long. We skip over that word suffering because, because of some errant teaching, Christians are of the opinion they're never supposed to suffer. He not only said you're supposed to suffer, he said you're supposed to suffer long. Some of you didn't know how scriptural you were, did you? I mean, you got that suffering thing down. <laughs> Amen. But it, it's not your suffering. It's suffering for the kingdom. That's what he's talking about. He'll take care of your personal suffering. He'll heal you, deliver you, 
prosper you, bless you, encourage you, strengthen you. I mean, he is God after all, right? He's talking about your vocation. And in that vocation, you may have to suffer. Nobody's shouting now. Are y'all shouting online and I can't hear you? Watch this now. Endeavoring, forbearing one another in love. If you talked about somebody this week, repent right now. If you spoke ill of somebody this week, repent now. Because you're in jeopardy. Especially if you touch God's anointed with your mouth. Tread softly. Endeavoring. I'm so glad he put that in there. It's in your Bible. Endeavoring. That means trying your best. That means trying as hard as you can to keep the bond of what? Unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Wow. Wow. Because 2023 is the year of agreement. So how in the world you can't get five people together in a room playing Monopoly that they don't get in a fight? Right? He's saying, look, it's going to take some effort. You're going to have to put up with things. You're going to have to realize it's very difficult to be perfect. Am I growing you up yet? Well, I'm trying to get there. I was just going to read through this. There is how many bodies, how many spirits, even as you are called to one hope of your, say I'm called and I'm going to be gifted. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and he is in you all. So just thank him for that right now. No, like with your mouth, open your mouth and verbalize. Thank him online right now. Just thank him. All right. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, some folks have said what that means is, and, and there's nothing wrong with that interpretation, What that means is whatever gift you have, God will give you grace to operate in that gift. Right? I mean, that's not bad. But he says, every one of you is given, put it it back up there. You got it? Put it back up there. They don't have it, great. But unto every one of us is given grace, watch, Depends on where you put the emphasis. And sometimes we get the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Because it may not read that way at all. It may read, you are given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. No, you didn't get it. 
it's It's not necessarily saying you are given the measure of grace for whatever gift you have. No, it's, it's way beyond that. You are given the measure of grace according to the measure of Christ. Meaning, however much grace he's got, you got it all. You didn't hear a word I said. You didn't hear one word I said. I dare you to thank him for grace right now. Not just to operate in a gift, but the full measure of the grace of Christ. Man, quit being so hard on yourself. Good believers. I was talking with a great person. Great believers have to fight feeling like they don't measure up. If you don't, at times, have to fight that thing off your shoulder that says you're not good enough, that wasn't good enough, your performance wasn't good enough, your praying's not good enough, what do you think keeps driving you toward becoming more? You think God's just going to come along and say, oh, everything you do is just perfect. Do you ever do that? Look at the book of Revelation to every single church. Are you learning this? To every single church, he gave a commendation, all seven of them. He said, hey, you're doing great. And then he followed every one of them up with a correction. But I got somewhat against you now. And you want to quit the ball team because God the coach said you set the pick wrong. Yeah, that's good. He's trying to teach you how to do it better. He's not, he's not, and some of you had a mean, crazy dad. And so you don't know how to relate to God. He never told you he loved you. He never told you he was proud of you. He never encouraged you. He never said you're going to amount to something. I understand that, but you have to get past that. I can give you one verse that'll fix it all. You ready? God is not a man. That's it. He's not a man. He's not going to abandon you, young lady. He's not going to beat you, young man. He's not going to leave you for dead. He's not going to criticize you. He will correct you. I can't. This is not what I was going to do. Anyways, see, that's the problem with the Bible. It's alive. All right. No, no, no. I better get off that. Wherefore, he says, now this is important. When he what? Ascended. What does that mean? Thank you. It means he went up. So wherever he was, he went up. And wherever you are, you about to go up. Now everybody shouts there, but I have to tell you that everything in the kingdom you're a part of now is diametrically opposed, mutually exclusive to everything in the kingdom you came out of. What does that mean? Up is not up. Oh, you're going up, but up's not up. Up is down. 
God exalts the person who understands spiritual authority, lives under spiritual authority, and humbles themselves. Humbling yourself sounds like this. I was wrong. Excuses are nowhere in the vocabulary of humility. When you apologize, apologize and close your pie hole. And nobody needs a reason why. Well, I'm late because, you know, my cat jumped on my head and I turned over the bowl. I don't, nobody cares. Just say, I was late. I own it. That's it. I'm talking about the way you talk to God. What do you think? You're telling him something he doesn't know? No. You young people getting this? Quit making excuses. You missed a tackle, you missed a tackle. Get back to the huddle and get it right next time. I'm trying. Must have been a coach back there. Amen. Say, this is good. Now, I know you want to jump and I know you want to spin and, I know, and it's all good. It's all good. But if you live there, you are never going to grow up. You are never going to cast out devils. You are never going to raise the dead. You're never going to back up cancer. You're, never, you're just going to be a wallflower for Jesus. Say no wallflowers here. Soldiers here. World changers here. Devil haters here. God exalters here. Warriors here. I used to do this, I mean for 20 years. Some of y'all were around. I'd just walk in and open up my Bible. Because somehow the Holy Ghost knows exactly what you need when you need it. And he said, start in Ephesians 4, chapter 1, or chapter 4, verse 1, so I did. You, you, you getting it? Say thank you for the meat. You're welcome. Here we go now. Wherefore, what did Jesus do? He ascended where? On high. That means higher than you could ever imagine. And when he got there, he led captivity captive. Wait a minute. When was he in captivity? He did something when he ascended that took your captivity captive. What, what captivity? Your lying tongue. Your complaining spirit. Your backbiting. 
right? Your excuse making. Well, I was tempted. So was Jesus. He said he'll never allow you to be tempted above that that you can bear. So stop making excuses. Well, you know, we just put ourselves in the wrong situation. Yeah, I guess you did. Well, I fell into sin. Fell? You dug a swimming pool with a teaspoon. Filled it up with water, a Dixie cup at a time. Built you a high dive out of toothpicks. And dove headlong in, you didn't fall into nothing. You planned it. And the whole time, you had to shove down the voice of the Holy Ghost of God rising up and you say, what you doing, child? You better back off. Start now. Put it down. Don't go. Leave. 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 Right now. Turn it off. Have a block party. Go in a closet, get your praise on. See these three right here? These three, come on. These three right here, they're praisers. See, up here. Right? But what are they going to do when it's dark outside? And they decide to go over to the park to park. Go to somebody's apartment where they know they're not supposed to be. Break the rules. I ain't going there. Break the rules. And then when they get in a situation and somebody takes from them what wasn't theirs to give or his to take. They can't say, I fell into sin. And they better get, they better get some of this as they're getting out the car and running back to the dormitory. And wait a minute. I love all you old people. I love all you older people. Yeah, yeah, tell them, pastor. And you've had three wives. Oh, we're having revival. And all the young people shouted, yes, sir. sir. That's right. That's right. So a preacher today, he's doing a marriage seminar. And him on his third wife since he'd been in, in, in ministry. Why do you people listen to stuff like that? Why? Don't you understand whatever their spirit is gets on you? Oh, got quiet. 
we believe in the transference of anointing. Oh, lay hands on me, pastor, and go home and watch some guy on a podcast. And getting baptized in that spirit. That's the reason the book says, say the book is right and they are wrong. Book says, know those who labor among you. What verse are we in? Eight, yeah. He left captivity captive. Wait, 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 wait. And he did what? He gave gifts to men. When you're my age, questions haunt you. Where did he get them? What are they? Who got them? He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. You know what that means? That means he took them from evil people and brought them back for you. That's the reason your Bible says things like the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Every time I see these billionaires flying to the moon or whatever it is they're doing, I'm thinking, I'm just blessing, blessing Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Because the book says that God gives the purpose of gathering and storing up wealth to those that don't know him so that he, they may give it to the people that serve God. They just, they're supposed to be gathering it up. Of course, God can't trust most people. Most people are liars. Yeah, I'm talking about air quotes, Christians. Lie on their taxes. Lie about their tithe. Lie about their ministry. How many did you have last Sunday? 42,922,756,031. Got 18. (laughs) Character matters. This is so good, man. It's all in the Bible. Watch this. Now, 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 verse 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first? Where? He went to where the captives were. And he spoiled them. And then he that ascended was the same also that descended that then ascended. He came from heaven down. Then he went into the ground. And while his body was into the ground, he went into Hades. And there was every bondage, every sickness, 
every disease, every pain, every malady, every malfunction, every infirmity, all of its sinus problems to cancer, sin, sickness, Satan, and he spoiled them and then ascended back up out of there with everything hell had taken from humanity, came back to the earth and gave it all back. You look bored. When you preach one a lot, it looks like that. And he gave gifts to men. Now that he ascended, what is it that he first descended to the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all in all. And look what he did. Verse 11. It's wild, man. He gave some apostles. Well, you can't shout if you don't know what that is. But I'm going to teach you what that is. And some prophets. Notice it's P-H. P-R-O-P-H, not P-R-O-F-I-T. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. Well, because I win souls, am I an evangelist? No. This is an office gift. Well, because I prophesy, am I a prophet? No. Well, because I teach Sunday school, am I a teacher? No. Whole different thing here. And the church is so ignorant. Now, when you get to it, turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians 12, right quick, somebody. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, those of you online, I hope I don't have to be calling out your name and where you're watching from and all that to get you to lock in. You need to lock in on the word, not hearing your name. Everybody that already knows your name, shout amen. Amen. No reason for God to give me a gift to tell you your name. Tell you your name. Are you in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Look at that. They're so quick. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Or one translation is spirituals. You know, we've allowed witches and warlocks and men that think they're women. They don't really think that. They don't really think that. I won't go into it. But it, every woman in America ought to be so pop-eyed angry that they don't know what to do. We have athletes. Harvest Preparatory School. And the thought 
that some man wants to put on a dress and some lipstick and go wrestle some girl or swim against some girl is crazy. When is anybody just going to say, you know what? You can think whatever you want to think, but I don't have to participate in your delusion or mental illness. I don't have to tell my little girl that she has to go share a bathroom with a man. I don't care if he's got three dresses on and eyelashes out about here. Now, I'm not, I'm not angry at the person. I'm angry at a culture that lets that go on without calling it what it is. If, if, if a hound dog comes in here and somebody stands up and says, look at the horse. Come on, y'all. Come on. Preachers having to fight crazy stuff like this because you let it go on in your kid's school system. So I have to come in here and try to fight it. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for your children. Stand up for God. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for the Bible. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.